Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is to create moments that change lives. We pray that these weekly messages will be a moment in your day that leads to a change in your life. For more information, visit us online at LifeGateBurleson.com. Hey, good morning, LifeGate, man. I hope everyone had a fantastic Christmas, got to celebrate some time with your family, and just enjoy the season, man. What a blessing it is to be able to have this time, and how blessed are we that Jesus has come so that we could have freedom in Him. And that's what we've been talking about this last few weeks in this series that we're going to really kind of conclude today called His Name Is... We just talked about how there's really something about a name. It says something about a person. It says something about the person who gave them the name. And when God wanted to send His Son, Jesus, to come to this earth to be our Savior, which is what we celebrate at this time of the year, He wanted us to know what He would be like. And so He sent the prophet Isaiah to really tell us what He would be called. And that's what we've been looking at in this passage in Isaiah chapter 9. In verse number 6, Isaiah prophesies, he says, For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. We've been talking about these names. We've talked about the Wonderful Counselor. We've talked about the Mighty God. We've talked about the Everlasting Father. But today, for just a few short moments, I'd like to talk about the Prince of Peace. What that means for us that Jesus is our Prince of Peace. The truth is, you know, there's not a whole lot of peace in this world that we live in. Especially over these last couple of years with all the things that we have faced so many struggles and so much turmoil and so many things going on in our world. It really is a lack of peace that that we experience in this world today. And it's not just in the world, but truth is a lot of times we can experience a real lack of peace in our own lives. You know, recently I've kind of experienced that a little bit in my own life. And uh, it led me to think about just a, a personal time of devotion that I had just a few weeks ago as I was reading and studying through the book of First Peter. Um, I've been reading through the uh, Passion Translation and as I read it, uh, it just really stuck out to me in a way that I had never really experienced it before in First Peter chapter 1 and verse number 5. And I thought I would just share really a little bit from my personal devotional with you uh, for just a moment today. It says, Peter says, through our faith, The mighty power of God constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed at the last time. May that thought of this cause you to jump for joy, even though lately you've had to put up with grief and many trials. But these only reveal the sterling care of our faith, which is far more valuable than gold that perishes. For even gold is refined by fire, but your authentic faith will result in even more praise, glory, and honor when Jesus, the Anointed One, is revealed. You know, as I read that, I, 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 those words stuck out to me that, that this thought of what Jesus had done, has done should cause us to jump for joy. But I thought, man, you know, there's not much joy in this world today. There's not much peace. There's not much that's causing my heart necessarily to jump for joy because of all the turmoil and all the grief. It said, hey, you should have this joy even though lately you've experienced a lot of grief. 
And the truth is, maybe some of you, that's kind of where you're at as well. You're going, man, I want to have this peace. I want to have this joy. But the truth is, I've experienced recently a whole lot of grief. Maybe some grief in a relationship. Maybe some loss in something financial. Maybe a health struggle. Or maybe something with your family or with your children. And all of the things that we face, they kind of pile on top of us. And, and cause us to kind of lose that peace and that joy that God would want us to have. And as I was studying that and thinking about that in my personal life, I just felt like the Lord just dropped really kind of three little thoughts into my heart about that. And the first one, I just wrote them down in my journal. The first one is this, is that the grief is not nothing. The truth is, you know, sometimes I think we try to minimize the feelings that we're having or we minimize the problems that we're having. And sometimes we even kind of think, well, you know, it's not as bad as what somebody else is facing. Or sometimes we might kind of go, well, I just got to be stronger. I just got to power myself up so that I can push through. And sometimes that's helpful, but sometimes we have to realize that whatever you're facing, it's real and it's something. It may not be as big as what somebody else is facing, but it matters to you. And it matters to God. You know, I think sometimes we kind of go, well, you know, what I'm facing is not as big as what someone else is facing. Or maybe even other people in our lives might try to tell us things like, hey, my problem or someone else's problem is bigger than yours. And the truth is, it might be. But, you know, that's kind of like, you know, telling someone the difference between major surgery and minor surgery. You know, major surgery is when it's on you. Or, or, or minor surgery is when it's on you. Major surgery is when it's on me. You know what I'm saying? And the truth is, is that sometimes... It's easy to kind of kind of say that our problems are not big or the grief is not real, but the truth is it is something. And, and I want you to know that God sees it and he knows it. And so I, I understand today that the grief is not nothing, but the second thought that I felt like the Lord just gave me is this, is that the grief is not for nothing. That man, the grief or the struggle or the pain or the problem that maybe you are experiencing right now, guess what? God wants to use it in your life. In fact, He can use it to make you stronger. He can use it to grow you. In fact, I, I've heard this before, but the, the word problem comes from an actual Latin word, problème, and that word actually means to advance forward. And here's the truth is that sometimes God can take the grief and the struggle and the pain and the difficulties in our life and He can actually use them to advance us forward, to build our character. In fact, that's what James talked about. He said, hey, consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials and problems of many kind, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. And perseverance must finish its work that you can then be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And the truth is we all have grief and pain and struggles and difficulties, and they are something. They are real in our life, but they're not for nothing. God can actually use them to build us and to grow us and to advance us forward to to get us where he wants us to go in fact paul wrote about it in second corinthians 4 and verse 17 he says for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that outweighs them all some of you are going man my trouble doesn't seem light and it doesn't seem momentary but the truth is in light of eternity it is light and it's momentary and god is using it to advance us forward, to achieve in us the glory that outweighs them all. So the grief, the pain, the struggle, it's not nothing. And it's not for nothing. But here's the incredible peace and hope that we have. And that is the third thought. And that is that the grief is not forever. Man, the truth is, is that we may experience 
problems and struggles and difficulties here in this life. But what we know is that it doesn't last forever. In fact, uh, Peter wrote about it in our passage in verse number 7. He says, For your authentic faith will result in even more praise, glory, and honor when, when, when Jesus the anointed one is revealed. That there is coming a day when God's plan and His purpose is going to be revealed in our lives. There's coming a day when the same Jesus that came that we celebrate here at Christmas time is going to return to this earth. And in that day, His glory is going to be revealed. And so we may have problems. And in this world, as Jesus says, we have trouble and we have struggles and we have difficulties. But we can take heart because He has already overcome the world. And no matter what we are facing, it may be a season it may be a time but it's not forever in fact it reminds me of what John the Revelator wrote about he said that one day there will come a day when he will wipe every tear from our eyes you know that day is not here on this earth but there is coming a day in eternity when we're going to stand before God and all the grief and all the pain and all the struggle and all the problems Oh man, there are heartache and there are difficulties and they bring tears and they bring struggles. But one day, our Savior, that wonderful Counselor, that mighty God, that everlasting Father, that Prince of Peace, He's going to reach out His hand. He's going to wipe every tear from our eyes. And in that moment, we're going to experience a peace like we have never experienced before. And that's what the Prince of Peace is really all about. You see, the Prince of Peace is here to comfort us in our grief and our trouble and our struggle. And He comforts us by letting us understand that He sees and He knows that the pain that you're feeling or the struggle that you may maybe have gone through, it's not nothing. It is something. And He sees it and He cares about it. And He invites you to cast all of your cares and your anxiety upon Him because He cares for you. And it's not for nothing. He can actually take it and turn it and work it and use it for your good. The Bible teaches us that all things can work together for our good. And there is a peace in knowing that whatever you're facing right now, that God's going to use it for good in your life. We can have peace when we know that it's not forever. Hey, the struggles and the trials, they may be real and we may be going through them. But boy, there's coming a time. There's going to be a day when He's going to wipe every tear from our eyes. And even in the midst of the struggle and the problem, the problems and the trials of life, we can also know that the Prince of Peace is right there with us. So today, I want you to be encouraged. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, His name is Prince of Peace. And there's a peace that is available through relationship with Him. Maybe some of you don't have a relationship with Him today, and I want to invite you to begin a relationship with this Prince of Peace. Maybe some of you are experiencing troubles and struggles and grief and trials that are far beyond whatever I could even imagine in my own life. But here's what I want you to know. He understands. He came to this earth. He came as a baby, but He didn't stay a baby. He became a man. And he experienced every grief and trial and struggle that we experienced. He walked in our shoes. He came in our place so that we could have relationship with Him. And today is inviting you to come to Him to bring the struggles, the problems, the difficulties, to bring them to Him so that He can bring peace in your life. You can have peace. Maybe the storm doesn't stop. Maybe you come to Jesus and the problem is not gone, but you have one that can walk through the problem with you. You have the hope of knowing 
that one day he will wipe every tear from your eyes. That begins in relationship with him today. So if you're here today and you're watching with us and you don't know Jesus, I invite you into relationship with him. In fact, if that's you, I would invite you to pray this prayer with me even right now. Let's pray it together. Dear Jesus, thank you that you are the Prince of Peace. That even in situations that are not peaceful, I can have peace and hope and joy in you. Jesus, I ask you today, forgive me of my sins and I surrender my life to you. Be my Savior from this moment forward. In Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, we want you to let us know. You can let us know in the comments there. You can contact the church so that we can walk those steps through with you as you begin that relationship with Jesus. And those of you that are here with us that maybe you already have relationship with Jesus today, I just want to pray a blessing over you. Maybe you're sitting at home watching with your family. Maybe you're listening online. Maybe you're listening as you're driving in your car. But in this moment, I just want to pray a blessing over you as we wrap up this year and move into the new year of what God has for us. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray blessings, Lord, over everyone that is listening and watching today. God, I pray uh, your blessings upon their family and upon their lives. God, I pray that you would be the peace, Lord, that, uh, that they can come to in this moment of their lives. And God, I pray blessings, Lord, over them as we wrap up this year and we move into next year. Father, I just pray, Lord, that you would bring a peace and a joy and a strength and a hope. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. I love you. I can't wait to see you back in person next Sunday.